Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this segment of Hollywood Alive Radio. I'm so excited to have you today with us on a very important topic that I believe is timely and something that we need to discuss. And I wished that it would have been discussed more in a very long period of my life where I had gone through, uh, you know, being in the world, coming and committing my heart to Jesus Christ and becoming a Christian and then trying to understand all the change that has just taken place in my life over the course of many years to finally end up with a woman that was equally yoked with me and that God had ordained to be my wife. And it is a journey, and I could not possibly explain that whole journey on today's show. I wish I could. Uh, But I want to just talk through a plethora or a series of emotions and mountaintops and valley experiences that I had. And hopefully it will encourage you in some way, especially if you find yourself in uh, the situation today where you may be praying for a spouse and you feel like God maybe hasn't answered your prayers yet or, you know, doesn't hear your prayers or that you are less than or, uh, you know, any of those feelings that tend to come up when we're single, loneliness, um, you know, all kinds of things that come up, especially in today's church environment. So uh, first of all, I want to just talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the attack on family. Uh, As we know, or maybe you don't know, but you should know, there is a massive assault on the family unit. And it didn't just start recently. This has been going on for a long period of time, and it's been evolving. And you can see, uh, even in looking at some of the headlines of today, you know, where now there's couples that are having, uh, you know, three people involved in a relationship, and they're saying, oh, it's so great. And, you know, in all different types of relationships and gender identification and all different types of, uh, you know, names and titles seem to be coming out. I mean, Facebook has so many different uh, identities that you can profess instead of just male or female as far as your gender. Um, You know, there's all different types of relationships that we're seeing throughout the world. And this is not going to stop. I wish I could tell you that it would, but this is uh, something that will continue as we get closer to the end of the age, because this is actually... Um, you know, basically the same thing that the enemy has done since the Garden of Eden, which is try to counterfeit what the Lord created to be pure and holy and righteous. And that is, you know, what God did in his initial uh, act in creation, you know, after forming the universe and the heavens and the earth, what did he do? He made man and woman and he made them so that they can complement each other, first making man and then out of uh, the man's rib making woman you know, so they could complement each other so that they could, you know, produce offspring uh, and, and bring forth blessing to inhabit this earth. And then, you know, of course, all our souls in eternity thereafter. So, you know, this was God's original intention and one of his original acts, or at least one of the uh, initial things that the Bible talks about in the first chapter of Genesis. And so, you know, it makes sense uh, that the enemy has been on this, um, you know, all out assault uh, against you know what God created, and so we have to think of it from a spiritual perspective. That this attack on the family unit is not something that just started. Is not something uh, you know that might just be an anomaly. This is a very uh, concerted effort to destroy God's creation and what He has desired for us. And so, in this hour in our world, as we look around, you know we see that it is becoming harder and harder to find a, a godly spouse and to find somebody who is truly willing to uh, you know, be kind and loving and see your value and see your worth. And uh, you know, we see more 
you know, even when there is a relationship, other people from the outside are getting involved. There's jealousy. There's all types of intervention and people butting in and trying to stop good things out of their own frustration and anger and hate. And, you know, I just, I mean, it's amazing some of the things that I see as a counselor and that I've also walked through in my own personal life during the period of singleness. So it just, you know, sometimes was mind blowing for me. And so I want to read a scripture and then we're going to get right to uh, the meat of this teaching and what I want to talk about today and give you some encouragement and some hope. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians and it's going to be in the 7th chapter, verse 8. 1 Corinthians 7, 8. And it says this, it says, to the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. Now, I want you to think about this. If you think about the most powerful people in the Bible, of course, the most powerful uh, person ever. It wasn't really a person. He was fully God and fully man, uh, God of heaven and earth himself, Jesus Christ, who became flesh and walked among us. He was single. So, you know, let's throw out the door, out the window, anybody that says you can't be a powerful single or be operating in the fullness of your calling as a single, that you have to wait until you get a spouse. That is nonsense. That is not true. I know it's common teaching. I know that people, uh, you know, try to portray that to you many times. And so all these powerful Christians are kind of sitting around waiting to step into the fullness of their call because they're waiting for their spouse who they think is going to come. And I'm not saying that they're not going to come. But, you know, the thing is, is that you can be completely full in Christ as a single. And that is the great lie because a lot of people are walking around not walking in the fullness of their calling because they're thinking that they have to wait until their life starts, which is when they find their spouse. That is false, friends. If you are not a full person before you find your spouse, that's actually going to be a major source of contention and problems in your future relationship because you have to be full and content in Christ. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but I'm going to read another scripture, and that's 1 Corinthians 7, 32 through 35. 1 Corinthians 7, 32 through 35. And it says, I want you to be free from anxieties. Listen to this. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or the betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. And so I say this for your own benefit, not lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. God is a jealous God. We know that. Not jealous in the worldly, fleshly way that we get jealous, but jealous in a good way. The fact that he wants our attention. He wants us not to make any idols of the things of this world. And that includes a spouse. And so if you are making in your singleness an idol of your future spouse or a man or giving your attention to a woman or somebody else rather than God, you know, you are basically taking away from the God of heaven and earth and he wants your undivided attention. He literally says it. And so he's saying that a married man, you know, is going to have to be worried about some worldly things. He's going to have to be worried about how to please his wife. His wife has emotions and there's another person involved. And then when you have children, more people involved. And, you know, so your interests are going to be divided. But, you know, the unmarried person can literally be all about God's business. This is a powerful time for you. And so the enemy is trying to rob that time 
and make it as if you feel that you're insignificant or you're not in the fullness of who you can be until you find this other person when God is literally saying, no, right now is your optimal time and you better not be wasting it. It's kind of like the, 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 you know, the parable of the talents. Are you burying your talent? Are you burying this opportunity to be in your optimal state? Because right now, you know, what is God saying? He's literally saying as a single, you can be completely about the things of the world, um, of the Lord, not the things of the world, the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and in spirit. That is your focus. That is, you are powerful. That's why the apostle Paul was another one who was single. And that's in the first Corinthians 7, 8, the first scripture that I read to the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to remain single as I am. That's the Apostle Paul. He's saying, look, I'm single. I got temptations. I got all kinds of things that I'm dealing with. But at the end of the day, I am powerful because I'm in my optimal right now. I'm unmarried. I'm anxious about the things of the Lord. And I'm all about his business. This is what we need to be focused on as a single. And I think this is a release. Somebody is hearing this today. It's a release to you. It's a release of a huge burden because today in our church culture, especially here in America, people will treat you as if you're less than as a single. I experienced that as a pastor. I did not get invited to the couples fellowships and all those different groups and clubs as a single man. And people kind of treated me a little bit weird. And some churches were actually concerned about having me come preach as a single. I don't know why, because Paul was single and Jesus was single, but for whatever reason in today's culture, you know, we think there's some kind of danger there. I don't know. But people treated me differently. And I, you know, I'm not going to say that some of it might not have been in my head, because I'm sure some of it was an element of torment. But for the most part, I do know that there was some different treatment that I had to deal with, just like a female pastor would probably have to deal with similar, not the same. I'm sure that's a different path altogether. And, you know, I commend those who have to walk that road and deal with those things. But I'm talking about as a single, you're also sometimes singled out and people will treat you differently. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. If somebody treats you that way, you got to just, you know what, cast that down in the sea of forgetfulness, walk forward and don't worry about it. And if somebody's not going to empower you and allow you to walk in your optimal place, you know, then you know what, bless them, but move on friend, move on. Do not stay in that place because that is them that is doing that out of flesh. That is not the Lord or the Holy Spirit is not of God because God in his scripture literally says that the unmarried person, you know, is anxious about the things of the Lord and how to please the Lord. That literally, you know, how to be holy in body and spirit. You are about God's business, walking in your optimal calling, having no restriction. You know, literally, you don't have to be divided into the things of this world. You can be about the spirit, moving from place to place and doing your calling. In its fullness. Now, does that mean that I discourage marriage? Of course not. We're going to get to that in a minute. I'm not going to discourage marriage at all. But when we talk about marriage in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 2 Corinthians 6, 14, it says this, you know, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness. So here's the thing. A lot of people that are single are trying to make it happen. You're trying to make it happen with somebody that you think would be an ideal or an optimal partner and God is protecting you. You've been praying and you're wondering why your prayer is not being answered and God's saying, listen, just trust me because you're praying for the wrong thing and if you actually got this prayer, you would not be in a good place because you don't know there's some things about this person that you may not know about, but I know. And he's saying, look, you are unequally yoked, so I'm protecting you. I'm protecting you. God's, you know, sometimes rejection is God's protection. He's protecting you. Do not be unequally yoked. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If we get up in that place, you know, of being discouraged or depressed or allowing the spirit of loneliness, come on, the spirit of loneliness that tries to come on singles, you know, don't allow it to come in. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of married people that unfortunately got married and were unequally yoked and are dealing with far worse situations than you. Trust me, if you think that problems all cease during marriage, even the right marriage, you're wrong. Now, of course, there is no wrong marriage because once you're married, you're married. But the thing is, is that in that decision-making period time, you should be choosing somebody that you're equally yoked with, and that is trusting in the Lord to put it in both of your hearts to serve together and to serve one another. And that's a beautiful thing, but it takes time to develop you know, to get to that place spiritually where you are full before you meet the person. And that is what God might be trying to do with you today, friend. And I'm not trying to speak down to you or act like I'm any better than you. I'm just telling you this is what I had to go through too. This is that God was saying, look, you got to find your identity. you got to find who you are and be full and content in me. Don't feel like you're lacking. Don't allow these people's words to get to you. See, people's words hold a lot of weight. We let them take root in our heart. Don't let that happen. So what if they have an opinion? You know what? There's a lot of people that are married that, that talk down to singles. And you know what? That is absolutely wrong. And you know what? Here's the thing. As a counselor, I can tell you, they go into their house and you think it's all perfect and great there. You don't know the full story because everybody has a challenge. I just recently got married. I love my wife. She's the most amazing woman. It's a God-ordained thing. But you know what? That doesn't mean we don't have challenges you know, that we have to deal with. And I'm not even talking about relational. I'm talking about new things. Just because you get into one season, then there's something else that comes up. You know, maybe it's a financial challenge. Maybe it's a, you know, another challenge in life, but there's always going to be challenges. So how are we going to face them? Are we going to let the spirits that try to torment us come in and allow us to get discouraged or to lose hope or to lose trust in the Lord when he is simply saying with, you know, basically one of the biggest things he wants from us is our trust, trust in him, lean on our own understanding, acknowledge him. He wants full attention, whether you're married or you're single. Now, I want to talk a little bit about personal testimony here, and then we'll get back to some scriptures, and I hope I'm not giving you too much here today, but I'm passionate about this because I had a lot of people try to talk down to me, try to tell me that I couldn't be who I was called to be, that tried to close doors that God was opening, literally, and you know what, whoever tries to do that, they can't, they can't really do that in the end, because if, a God, if God opened a door, no man can close it. Thank you, Jesus, and he will continue to anoint you and open those doors, and you know, it doesn't really matter what people try to do, but... That being said, people will try. There's a lot of frustrated people out there that are angry, that are spiteful, that really are buttinskis. I can't think of a better word, buttinskis. They try to butt in your life. They see you dating somebody, they try to stop it. You know, all kinds of things that, that, that people are doing in their flesh. Don't allow that. Don't allow that. If it's God ordained, if God brought you together with somebody, no man shall separate you. Literally, you'll know because the person will be for you and they'll see your value. They need to see your value. Don't chase after something that is not of God. The person that you're called to be with will see your value, will see who you are spiritually, and man will not be able to separate you. Man will not be able to separate you. So you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about a man or a woman coming in and sabotaging. Yes, they do it all the time. But if it's God or day, no man will be able to separate you. See, that's why you got to trust in the Lord. That's why you got to believe that he is working. He's going before you. He's putting it in that right person's heart. He was getting my wife prepared for me before I knew who she was. And in my mind, I had different plans and different things that I was thinking because that's all I could see was the flesh. I could see was what was in front of me. God saw way in front. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was preparing her. He was preparing me. 
And that's what he was doing. And maybe he wasn't answering certain prayers of hers or certain prayers of mine, but that's because he had an idea. He had a better idea, the best idea. And he said, look, you don't even know what I'm going to bless you with. Just be prepared. That's what he wants. He wants us to be trusting in him and to be prepared. Okay. Now I want to read this scripture and I'm going to get back to personal testimony because I think that really touches people. But in 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 40, I'm just going to read this one part. It says, now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but because of this temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. So here now, this is where the Lord is saying it is a good thing. Even though it's optimal as far as like being Paul or Jesus and being able to be completely, you know, having your undivided attention based upon your calling and what God wants you to do and just, you know, being holy and being pure. He knows because he created us that, you know, we're going to have temptations, especially in today's world. It's a very sexually charged world. Everywhere we go, people are sexually immoral. You know, immoral. We're seeing it on television. We're seeing it pervasive in society. It continues to get more per, you know, perverse in this hour. And, you know, it's everywhere. So for a Christian, it is a good thing if you find somebody that you can be yoked with, that you can have, you know, a relationship with intimately and to be about God's business. It's not a bad thing. God ordained marriage you know, man and a woman. And so these are all good things. You know what I'm saying? Now, even though not every person is called to marriage, I would say most people are. There are some people that know that they're called to singleness and that's okay. It's powerful. You are not less than. And if somebody tries to treat you that way, that's on them, not on you. You just be about God's business. But to most, like I said, you, you know that you are called to be married. Maybe God just hasn't brought that person yet. It's okay. But you don't make it happen on your own strength. Don't make it happen on your own strength. That is going to be an Ishmael moment in your life. You want Isaac. You don't want Ishmael. So you want the Lord, his timing, his hand to be upon it, his favor. And that's where we got to trust and be content. And so I'm going to get back to personal testimony here for a minute. Personal testimony for me. I was trying to make things happen because I felt this void, this massive void. I felt extremely lonely and listen, friends, I'm going to be honest with you. It was never hard for me to find a date, okay? And I believe that for you too. Maybe maybe it is sometimes hard, you know, and some people it is, and I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody, but for me, there was always people around that I could date. And I think most people can find those kind of people. I mean, nowadays they have online sites, and again, I'm not thinking I'm any better than anybody else, but I'm just saying it was never hard to find somebody to date, a warm body. You know, you can go out to a bar or whatever and find a warm body, but I'm saying the right person. It is hard to find a real person of God. It is hard to find somebody that you are truly yoked with. And so for me, I was on this mission, but I would find people that had elements of those things, or maybe they were an awesome person and they really were God, you know, a God-fearing person, but they just weren't the right person for me. And that's, that happens a lot of times too, is that you, you, know, you see some great things and you think, oh, well, that would be perfect for me. But God's like, just because that person loves me, that's not your wife. That's not your husband. So you're praying the wrong way right now. And so, you know, that's the thing is that we try to make things happen in our own strength. And I'm going to say sometimes it's out of just desperateness. You know, we just want to get that checked off. Like, I just want to be married. And people make marriage the idol. If you make marriage the idol, you will not get married. And if you do get married, it's not going to be to the right person because you can't have any idols before the Lord. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's what God is trying to say. Nothing can be an idol. And so literally it took me, you know, learning all these years and years, wrong people, wrong dates, things I was trying to make happen on my own power. Some great people, some great friends, some amazing people, just not called to be my wife. And that's okay, but awesome people, somebody else's wife. 
And it wasn't until I actually really, truly, and people told me for a long time, you got to lay it down, you got to lay it down, you got to lay it down. But you know, you don't want to hear that as a single. You don't want to hear that because you're like, well, that's going to take longer. I'm, I'm already there. I got five, six people I'm talking. One of these people might be the one. I don't want to lay that down. You know, I'm, I'm in communication. I just met some great person. You know, I don't want to lay that down right now. But see, what I'm trying to say is, is until you lay it down, you're not going to get that breakthrough. So finally, finally, and I remembered the day significantly very well. I was sitting in front of my church when no one was there, pulled up my car right in front of it and just literally weeped out and cried out to the Lord. And this is after spending a lot of time on the mountain, you know, a lot of time on the railroad tracks, a lot of time in the wrong relationships, crying out to God for years, begging him. But it wasn't until the moment when in my heart, I finally had found the right place. And listen to this, because this is the moment of breakthrough that, that really significantly shifted, shifted and altered the situation in my life. And I said, Lord, instead of being angry with you, Lord, instead of not trusting that you're working on my behalf, that you, that you have created everything, the heaven and the earth, you've literally made me who I am today. You've taken me from glory to glory. You got me saved, set free, healed, and delivered from so many things. You've changed my life on so many levels. Why am I not trusting you in this? Lord, today I lay this down. Lord, today I'm gonna trust you. And I really, truly, friends, really, truly laid it down. I mean, it was at that moment that I said to the Lord, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to let the enemy use this against me anymore. I'm not going to let this be a torment in my life anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this being a thorn in my side. You know, I read about Paul having a thorn in his side and I thought to myself, you know, the Bible really doesn't get into detail what that thorn is, but maybe that thorn was this very thing. Maybe he did want a wife, but maybe he was just ordained to be single and he became one of the most powerful Christians of all time that we still talk about almost every service because it was that powerful. And so maybe he had to sacrifice that particular area in his life. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, that's what it is. But just think about whatever Paul's thorn was. I had a thorn and my thorn was that I was not walking in the optimal fullness of my calling because I thought I was lacking. And God said, am I enough? Am I enough for you, Todd? Am I enough? And it was at that very moment that I said, yes, Lord, you are. And if you really, truly desire for me to be single, I'm not going to allow this to be a lack in my life anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of allowing this to be a lack. I'm sick of the enemy using the same play over and over again. I'm sick of him accusing me with this over and over again. I'm tired and I'm done. And today I lay it down. And it was at that very moment, I believe that the biggest breakthrough in my life next to accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior Literally, it was such a break, breakthrough moment, a freeing moment. The shackles came off. We talk about it in songs. It literally happened. There was a freedom that took place. And I said, Lord, I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to serving you. It doesn't matter if you bring me a spouse or not. I'm going to be about your business and I'm going to make the choice to be happy. Now, I am not lacking because I have the God of heaven and earth who is literally the definition of my life. He is my identity. My identity is in you, Lord. That's what we need to do. We need to be completely full and completely satisfied. We can't fake it. We can't say it to other people just to say it. We got to actually find the place in our heart. We got to actually be there. We cannot fake it to God. God knows. God knows. And so that's what we did. That's what I did. There was no we. It was me and God. I said, Lord, I lay it down to you today. 
I'm going to give this to you. I don't care what people say about me. I don't care that certain people don't accept me. I don't care that some people treat me as less than. I don't care. Maybe it's in my head. Maybe it's not. I know certain people are not inviting me to certain things. Whatever. Because I'm going to focus on you and be about your business. If I need to be the poster boy of singles, I will literally be the poster boy of singles. I will literally be the guy who everybody looks to in the single world. That's fine with me. If that's what you want me to be, that's who I am, Lord. I lay it down. And I truly weeped and and I was by myself. I wept in front of the church for hours, literally hours. And I laid it down that day and I moved forward. And you know what? It was a very short period of time, very short period of time within, I'd say a month's period, maybe a month and a half that I was walking through. And you know, it's so funny because I go to different churches all over and I speak to different places and whatnot. I know many thousands of Christians around and I'm not saying that to brag, it's just the truth. I know thousands of Christians all around the body of Christ, thousands of singles, but it wasn't in a church that I met my wife. Funniest thing about it, I was just walking through a mall and happened to have a great conversation with a woman that I didn't even expect to meet. We exchanged information because I was so shy just by the very end of the conversation. I said, you know, this is kind of, not like me, but can I get your number? I would love to talk to you again. I almost walked away without doing it, but just that last breath that I just for some reason asked and she gave it to me and I called her and we went back and forth for a little while. We couldn't even get connected again, but when we finally connected, there was a little bit of warfare involved, honestly, but when we finally were able to connect with our schedules and all those things, we connected and we never stopped connecting from that day forward. It was a very short period of time after we knew we knew, and I didn't even know this woman was a, a believer. I just knew she was a kind woman, but it was, it was a short period of time. I think our second conversation that I realized she was a believer in Christ, that she loved the Lord. And it was amazing to me that God had literally connected me with a like-minded believer. He knew better than anybody else. He randomly, I mean, I wasn't even going to go to that mall that one day. I wasn't even going to go there, but something in my spirit said, go to this mall. I mean, literally I was going to go to another mall. We have a couple options out here in LA. And I don't even know why I was going. I think I was just going to look. I didn't even have anything particular that I wanted to buy. But I felt like I was meant to go shopping that day, strange enough. And I was meant to go to this mall at this time. And God knew all those things. He worked all that out. Exactly perfect timing that I would connect with this particular woman who would later become my wife. How could this happen but God? But it was me laying it down. That's what I want you to understand today, that you are not less than, you are not... Uh, you know, doing something wrong per se, and you may you may need to get some healing from some things. God still may be working on your heart. He may also be working on your future spouse's heart. So don't necessarily think it's always you. Sometimes he may be working on them. Maybe it's just not the right time. Maybe he wants you to focus. Just focus on him right now. Lay it all down today. Walk in the fullness of your calling. Don't allow people's words, you know, to make you feel like you are less than or you're not capable. Don't allow people's you know, situations or feelings or all the different things that they say about you to affect how you feel because God is God. He is the creator of all things and trust me, he is not short of supply. Get that today. He is not short of supply. You think, how can somebody be made for me? I'm this old or I'm, you know, I look this way or whatever. Those are all lies from the pit of hell. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how you look. God's got somebody completely made for you. If you are called to be married, which I believe most of you are, if you're called to be single, then you know what? That's a powerful calling. Don't, don't, you know, negate that calling. Don't be sad about that calling. It's a powerful thing. But regardless of your situation, just understand that God has not made a mistake in you. And right now is that time to shine and to rise up in the time that you are in right now. Do not wait. Do not let depression or anxiety 
or doubt or fear come into your life. Don't allow you to feel less than or that you're not good enough or that you don't look good enough. All lies, friends. All lies. Do we trust God or don't we? Did he not take his time to make you fearfully and wonderfully? Does he not have a plan for your life that is hope in the future? Is his promise not yes and amen? Think about that today. If it's been a season in your life where the enemy has robbed you of your joy, break that today in the name of Jesus. Break that today in the name of Jesus. He cannot rob you any longer. He will not rob you any longer. Do not allow him to rob you any longer. That day is done. Moving forward, you're going to walk forward in victory and in an anointing of the Holy Spirit of the living God. You are going to be moving and shaking this territory. Literally, you're going to be changing the atmosphere through the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe that's why the warfare has been so intense, because if your calling is intense, you know what? Don't worry about it. God's got you. You say, what are you saying? I don't even understand some of the things you're saying. That's okay, because if you got just even some of this today, that's important. The main thing is that you have to understand is that your identity cannot be found in a relationship. You cannot make an idol of a man or a woman. You have to simply trust in God and completely rely on him with all of your heart and know that he is working things out on your behalf. Get that. Get that. He goes before you. He is working things out on your behalf. He has a plan. It's a perfect plan. It's a good plan. Do not give up and do not give in. Do not allow the enemy to give you an Ishmael. Study that if you don't understand what Ishmael and Isaac is. It's in the story of Abraham. Understand that you know what? There's a false person that, that, that the enemy will try to bring forward sometimes. Don't let that person become your Ishmael in your life. God has an Isaac for you. He's got the perfect person. He brought me amazing wife, but I had to get to the place that I did. And it took a long season. And so if you've been walking through a long season, it feels like forever. Don't worry. God is not out of time. You are not out of time. God is not out of supply. There's plenty of people that he has out there and he has the perfect one just for you. Accept that word today. I'm going to pray for you right now as we end this show. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for those that listen to this segment of Hollywood Alive Radio today. And Lord God, I pray that they would get the, get the understanding of what was said. Lord, that it would resonate in their heart throughout the day and throughout this season. And Lord, that this would be a breakthrough moment for someone out there. Right now, you're listening to my voice. Let this be a breakthrough moment for this person in the name of Jesus. Today, we lay it down and we trust in you. You are going to do something powerful. We speak life over this situation in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, friend, for tuning in today. We thank you for tuning in to Hollywood Alive Radio. You can visit us at HollywoodAlive.com. You can visit us on the Podbean site on Hollywood Alive Radio. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.